Hey, everybody. So on today's episode of Fitchix Chat, we have a super amazing and special guest, Dr. Natalie Beauchamp, who is going to be sharing with us all about her incredible journey from starting as a chiropractor into building a super successful clinic, as well as an online business. And in addition to all of that, helping other people get healthy, she has also um, business coached for hundreds of companies in person and online. She's absolutely one of my favorite women to talk to. She is so incredibly positive, knowledgeable, passionate, smart. In addition to all the things she's doing, she also hosts a very popular podcast called What the Hack. She's the author of the book, Hack Your Health Habits, which is the number one seller on Amazon for top alternative medicine books. She runs an extremely busy practice at Sante Chiropractic out of Ottawa, Ontario, and she's also a certified practitioner in functional medicine. Her knowledge never fails to amaze me in the area of health, but also I love talking to her about business. So if you are a fitness, nutrition, wellness coach, health coach, work any way in the area of fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, you definitely want to be listening to this business podcast because she's going to be dropping some serious nuggets about how you guys can start to really grow and expand your online and in-person businesses. Okay. With that, let's take it away. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode's uh, today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat, and we're already so excited because we have Dr. Natalie Beauchamp back today. I, you just heard her intro. Hello, Dr. Natalie. Hello, Laura. How's it going? Good. I'm so excited to have you on, especially because we're talking in a totally different context than what we usually talk about, which is we talk about health hacks and we talk about fitness and nutrition and wellness and all this stuff. And today we are talking about your business, mm-hmm. which... I'm really excited to shift gears. I know you and I've had a lot of conversations offline about business. Um, so, but I, I'm really excited to dive more into, you know, how you started, how you ended on this journey, all this stuff. So I guess we're just going to dive right in. (laughs) Ask away, Laura. Okay. So I guess I, I, would like to start with telling us a bit about your story of how you opened your own health business. And I know that's going to probably tie into how you got into health in general, but especially particularly entrepreneurship, like what made you decide, okay, I'm not going to work for someone else. I'm working for myself. So I did not decide that. Okay. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Good to know. So, um, I wanted to be in health and I wanted to help people. So long story short of why chiropractic, uh, my parents brought me to a chiropractor when I was 14. Uh, The story is I'm French Canadian. I did not speak a word of English. They brought me there. I got adjusted and I'm like, what the heck just happened? And my parents would send anybody to this guy who had any issues whatsoever. And I'm not kidding, like hemorrhoids, frozen shoulder, like the gamut was uh, was quite extensive. And I thought, wow, you know, I just, I don't know what, really what he does, but he's 
fixing, uh, air quote here, all of these people. So I saw on his, on his wall a uh, diploma um, uh, from the state, and I thought, well, never been to the states. We can't afford uh, education in the state. Plus, I don't speak the language. Here's the, the, the biggest barrier, really. So fast forward, I go to Ottawa U in human kinetics, and then in my third year, there's a girl in my class that applied to chiropractic school in Toronto, and I'm like, hmm, there's a school in Toronto. I wasn't aware of that. And then by then, you know, my English was... Uh, you know, not great, but I could understand a little bit. So I took the plunge, uh, applied, got accepted, um, left a boyfriend behind uh, in the middle of all that. So I said, no, dude, you're not, you don't want to come to come to Toronto with me. I'm going. Uh, and then obviously not speaking the language was, was a big challenge, but I, I somehow managed to do it. But I went into chiropractic to be a doctor and to help people. I didn't go in to be a business owner. Um, so that was a rude awakening. Thankfully, I ended up falling in love with uh, entrepreneurship and, um, you know, just trying to find better ways to communicate and to get my message out as a chiropractor. So it was a lot of trial and error. I started as an associate doctor in another clinic, so I could see how they were doing things. And at some point, I decided to go at it on my own, uh, which was a scary moment. You know, you're looking at your rent and the expectations and you're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to make this go? I remember to this day, uh, you know, sitting in the waiting room of my current practice and thinking, how am I going to make this work? But failure was not an option. And at the beginning, I answered my own phone, washed my own bathrooms, and I did my own bookkeeping. You know, I did whatever needed to get done uh, to run the business. And as you grow, you know, you get more people on and, and, and so forth. So to answer your question, I was a, a long answer. But no, I did not plan on being a business owner. Now I would not change it for the world because I love the flexibility. I love being able to make my own decision and I love to be able responsible to be the one responsible for those decisions. I don't know how I would do working um, in different contexts where you're responsible for things that you can't control yourself. If, you know, something happens in my business, you know, it's either me, it's one on, of, of my, someone on my team. We, we try to make it right. We try to figure out how can, we can learn from it and not do it again. So I don't know how I would do working for someone else or a big organization. Uh, so I, I, I love it. Well, that's why I think it's so interesting because even as you're speaking, I, I'm relating it back to my journey because things you're saying, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm literally nodding my head right now as you're saying it. Yeah. Because it's funny when you, you know, even right now when you take a moment and, and look back, can you, you're like, holy, do you ever think like, holy crap, like, how did I ever have the courage to actually start this? Yeah, and I keep saying ignorance is a bliss. And yeah. for me, with the language part, ignorance was a bliss because if I had known how hard it was going to be, I don't think I would sign up for it again. But that's that's what the beauty is about you know, about the journey of entrepreneurship is that, you know, you kind of dive in and, you know, there is no, it's, I always find it funny when they teach it at school, because I'm like, I always find like, there's no real, like, you can't really learn it unless you're in it. And you got to just kind of dive in and 
and be open to keep going. And like you said, clean the toilets and do the bookkeeping and wear every single hat possible. Like I remember teaching myself how to code a website. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Like I teach, I'm teaching fitness classes. Why am I coding the website? Like, yeah, but yeah. I couldn't afford to pay someone to do it. So, yeah. um, okay. So as going on that then, so where is your business now from where you started? Like what year did you start and did you start with the clinic and now what has it grown into? Cause I know you have a ton of different things on the go and your passion. Yeah. So I change. Yeah. I obviously have a multidisciplinary practice, a, a brick and mortar practice, uh, but with the book and some online programs and so forth. So I'm developing more now that aspect because let's face it, online programs seven, eight years ago probably didn't exist, right? Or mm-hmm. they were, the technology was not, was not there to really support them. So now I'm on a quest of being able to deliver um, the, the, the lifestyle and the wellness, the functional wellness uh, information that I've shared with my patients to a bigger audience. And we have tools now that, like I said, we didn't have before. So I feel really fortunate of living in those days and day and age because we have uh, access to so much more to share our message. It's, it's crazy. So the practice is, you know, great. It's a place that I love to go uh, to this day. Every time I drive to it, I get excited about my day. And I chose the, the slogan or the tagline for the clinic, where healthy people go. And my goodness, I took so long to come up with a tagline that I I would completely embrace. And what I like about this is that people that are already doing quite good feel empowered because they're going to a place where healthy people go. But it's not too intimidating for someone who's, you know, maybe not at the same place in their wellness journey uh, and that they go there but they're inspired because you know they know that we have the knowledge and the the, the tools to help them get to a better place when it comes to to their health oh i love it so i know when you and i were talking earlier so i have to cough um as i that went down the wrong hole um i know when we were talking earlier you also said though to me so you're a chiropractic doctor. You're also a functional medicine practitioner. You're mm-hmm. also a business coach. You also now have online programs. Mm-hmm. So like when you're going between all of these things, like what is the, how do you balance between them? Is it like 50, 50? Is it now you're just focused mostly on the online or on the, the clinic? Like oh, how- that's, 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 oh, that's such a good question, Laura. I had a discussion with someone yesterday that um, I'm still in full-time practice because I just, I'm not done being a chiropractor. I'm not done helping people with my hands. And it's, it's almost um, addictive, I'll be honest with you, because we can better people's health so quickly with the power of an adjustment. And I get my cup recharge when I go to to the office like just with what I'm seeing and I'm not going to get into the specific but I think um, I'm not done being a chiropractor at some point I will want to slow down and focus more on the online but right now I seem to have the energy 
and the, the drive and the stamina to be able to to do both. Um, I know that if I stepped away from the practice, the online would probably take off faster. Uh, but I'm okay with um, being with patients still because I get so much out of it. Uh, and I think that's probably why I'm keeping energized and so close to, I, I, you know, I'm still in full-time practice. So I feel like I've got a really good pulse on what people are struggling with and you and I talked about that earlier is that you and I both love to create things and um, develop programs and you know my two power things are the knowledge and the transfer of that knowledge that's what I'm all about that's what fills my cup so to me you know I'm learning every day with my patients so you know so that's that's the long answer of why I'm still in practice and still loving it. No, but that's a great, and I think it's such a great way because I think, I mean, even for me, when I first started, everything was in person as well with, with our fitness boot camps and things like that. And eventually we, you know, transitioned into having um, online programs and then the online certification programs to help people become fitness instructors. Um, but it's like, I feel like the online space is so important because what you're doing in clinic too, right? There are people out there in the country, especially in the smaller towns in Canada that don't have access to these, you know, to your services or to the knowledge that you have. Because, you know, I live in Toronto, you live in Ottawa, we live in cities that, you know, there's a ton of courses, there's a ton of summits, there's things going on all the time, there's clinics. But when you're going to smaller towns, like this is where, you know, someone said to me in my business, like, well, do you really think that people, you know, like they're listing off competitors? They're like, well, why don't they go there, there, there? And I'm like, well, there's, and they all say, do you really think people are going to take these programs online? And I would say, yes, because we're doing a disservice if we don't offer this knowledge and this opportunity to people who don't live in the city centers. They need help just as much as everybody else, you know? So it's a beautiful thing to be able to, for you to have both your in-person and then take that knowledge and share it. Mm-hmm. Because from from my hands point of view, I mean, I can give the knowledge, but you know, it doesn't always have to be my hands that will deliver uh, an adjustment. And you know, all the stuff that I'm doing, it's about. I call it the chiropractic lifestyle because the adjustment is one aspect, but then it's everything else that the person does at home, you know, with their sleep, with their nutrition, with this and that. And, you know, if I can share that part and then a patient can get, you know, their chiropractic care uh, from another chiropractor, then to me, it's still, I'm still, you know, in, in line with my own values and just able to reach so many more people. Yeah, for sure. So going into then a little bit more about your journey as well. So I always like to ask, because I think a lot of people listening to this are starting their own maybe fitness business, nutrition business, health coaching. What has been one of your biggest challenges from owning your own online and in person, or it could be either or? Oh, that's such a great question. <laughs> I know. Um, I was like, which, if I was, I'm like, which challenge do I I'm going to say it's attracting the right people. Uh, on on your team so oh boy yeah I would say that so I mean I've done many courses on how to you know if you're going to have employees or team member how to hire the right person and so forth and 
you know, sometime I've done a great job hiring someone. Sometime I was in a rush and, you know, just didn't follow my gut also and just hired the wrong person and so forth. So I like to hire to people's strength. But I would say one thing that I'm not so attached anymore is to have someone stay with me forever. Uh, I'm in Ottawa and, you know, I've got a lot of Ottawa U students that uh, I love to mentor in the office. So I like to have them, you know, either from high school or from their first year in university. And then I know that I can have them for two or three years, but you know, then I want them to go on their own. And I've had four people so far uh, who have gone to chiropractic school and uh, have graduated. So, you know, to me, especially as a business, as a woman uh, in business, I love to mentor uh, other young women and if I can inspire them and, and teach them so that's that's a huge thing so not to be attached to the outcome of the person staying with you for too long and then I would say a tip with that is creating system systems and training that you know, it doesn't require you as much. For instance, you know, um, we have people that will want work in the front, uh, contact with patients, you know, all day um, managing the flow, and then someone in the back, uh, patient, new patient intake and scans and all of that stuff. And there's training checklists, there's training videos that I've recorded. And if I hire someone, I can send them home, watch all those training videos. So I really try to automize the heck out of everything in my practice so if somebody decides to move on for whatever reason I'm, I'm, I'm you know obviously sad but I'm ready to go and we've got system in place to train them and empower them to do the best job that we want them to do because they've been trained properly well and it's funny that you bring that up because I always think that that's one of the hardest things for any entrepreneur is stepping away and having, because if you don't have the systems in place, which it sounds like the unsexy part of business, right? Cause most people are like, you know, I just want to like do my thing and work the hours I want to work and do all this stuff. But it's like, if you don't have the systems in place, you can never step away and you will be the biggest detriment to your business because if you're not there, your business can't run. So like, like you said, hiring and nurturing and, and whether it be, you know, your team in house or your team online, it's like, you have to have that in place. But so many people just don't take the time to do it. Cause it's in the moment, it's easier to do it yourself. Like I know for me, there's times even, you know, I'm building still like I'll build sales funnels online. And like, for me, it's just quicker for me to build them than it is for me to direct someone else to do it. But if I always am that person, I can never step away. Mm -hmm. And I would say to another small piece of advice is cross train people on your team, meaning don't be held hostage by someone on your team being the only person to do that. Yeah. I cross train my front and my back doesn't always happen because some people just have a strength into their position and, 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 you know, it wouldn't be a good fit, but if you could have people on your team and, and that's online or not, you know, if they're specialist in, in ClickFunnel versus Infusionsoft, they can do a little bit of both, you know, your, your email uh, platform or whatever you use online. Uh, I think this way you've got a little bit more freedom. It's, it's hard at first because I remember having one assistant and when she was sick, I was like, oh my goodness gracious, what, what am I going to do today, right? Um, I think I remember I had 
my mom come in at some point and just <laughs> be at the front and just direct traffic kind of thing. I mean, you do what you need to do. But now, I mean, smaller office, someone's going to get sick and you need to have a, a backup plan. So I think that's really, really important. So then staying on like a challenge, what would be one of over your years in business? So how long have you, how many years have you been in business for now? So 23 years. Oh my gosh. Doctor, and then uh, I think it's, oh, I want to say 20, well, yeah, 21 or 22 years owning my, my own business as well. So like I said, I, I was an associate in a, so at some point I worked in two clinics. I had my own clinic and I was uh, doing um, also an associate in another clinic at the other end of town. So, you know, kind of having a bit of a safety net for, for revenue and then building my own uh, practice at the same time. So then out of all this time, I guess there's probably been a lot of I don't like to say mistakes. I like to say them as lessons, but what has been one of the biggest business mistakes you wish you could have avoided? Oh, I'm going to say if you're not an expert at something, either buckle up and learn it well or delegate to someone because in the long run, you are going to save money. Yes. <laughs> And this could apply to so many things. I went the wrong way, but you know, like, like you said, they're not mistakes, they're lessons and you learn from those lessons, but that's what I would say. I mean, if you're a techie person and you know, you love to dig and and nerd out into a software and you're, you're, you're going to teach it to yourself by golly, go all out. But if you're not even remotely interested in that aspect, just delegate it because it's going to drain you. It's going to just suck your, your energy and your focus out of the things that you're really good at. You know what I do think though, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but this is something I kind of have a personal belief in is that as an entrepreneur though, or as a business owner, you should have an understanding of how things work. And I actually got into like, not a debate, but with someone who they were saying like, for example, let's say like, ClickFunnels, which is like a sales funnel software. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very easy to use, whatever. But I think that, you know, by understanding how it works, not saying you have to do it all the time, but understanding how to build a funnel or the strategy behind that then makes it easier for you to plan out the strategy of your business. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, I would like to hear your opinion on that. I, know I, I totally agree with you, Laura. And I know some people, I've had arguments with people. I, and again, it, it, if you're a techie person and you like that aspect I mean go all out but I think it's important to understand the software that you're using because you won't know what that software is able to do yeah. so you might be missing out on an opportunity to you know market a, a different way so I totally agree I taught myself in fusion stuff I like to go in once in a while and see what's new um, and so forth same thing with with click knowing the base uh, I use webinar jam plus like I said I don't want to be held hostage that you know somebody's setting it up for me and then last minute something happens uh, there are something that I'm not uh, great at and you know web hosting and all of that stuff I do have people to do that and they're they're very uh, reliable and responsive if something uh, happens to solve the, the issue so I will agree with you that you can design your strategy or your marketing calendar uh, you know for the year if you don't know the tools that you have and what they can do for you 
Oh, completely. And I like, I also feel like that's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping on, on one of my mistakes, Yeah. <laughs> but um, I actually gave this piece of advice to one of my, my students the other day is she was going to outsource the build of her entire website. And I've done that before and it, I ended up outsourcing and my, the web designer used number one, a proprietary software. So he was the only one who knew he built it from scratch. So he was the only one who knew how to, to fix it unless he, you know, so when he disappeared for a period of time, um, I ended up getting kind of screwed. And then also then it takes, you know, a website to build from scratch can be, you know, six months. So like my always thing is like, use the tools that you know that you can update and especially now with the the way things are built now anyone can have a website in five seconds you know if you're using Squarespace or if you're using ClickFunnels or if you're using you know Shopify or whatever it is um, and then of course you can build out the rest of it but you should feel comfortable going in there and making you know a date change or mm-hmm. update and also don't feel like you have to wait forever to start these things like you got it to me I think perfection is such a poison when it comes to business oh, I totally agree I, we're redoing my <clears throat> one of my website right now and then it's just I, I actually had the discussion with my web designer I said you know what we're gonna launch it before it's ready and I'm okay with it and we'll just keep yeah adding to it and uh, so forth so yeah and I think now you know the, the nice thing let's let's say we're talking about WordPress is that any web developer will be able to jump in your WordPress, uh, look at the plugin and make it work. So you're completely right. And that's why I'm not a big fan of those. There might be websites that are uh, maybe more intuitive in design, but that you're, you're, you're stuck with them. You can't add other uh, platform or connect. So looking for tools and technologies that, you know, can merge together easily is, is really important too. Yeah. And I, and I don't want anyone listening to be intimidated by this talk if they're like, Oh, I'm just starting my business. And Oh my gosh, like, I don't even know all this tech stuff. Like, honestly, it's, it's like tech is something I think you have to approach this with a positive attitude. Even if you're not techie, just, know that you have to like, you have to know the basics and then you can outsource it. But you yeah. do, I personally believe, like you said, like you do need to have an understanding because if not, you can't plan the strategy. Like you don't, you won't understand as much if you're, and then you're relying on someone else almost to plan it for you. Yeah. Some days, Laura, I wish I was starting from scratch because oh, you can too. start with a clean slate. Cause right now I often, uh, patched technologies together because it wasn't even out there yet. And now the technology now offers that aspect. So I feel like, you know, I've got all these different things connected uh, and they're just, you know, all over the place. And I know now there are different tools that are so much more encompassing of all that I've done, but I was, uh, I've always been a bit of a trendsetter. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to do this. Okay. What's available. And I would just try to figure out, how I could, uh, you know, for online booking. I mean, I was doing online booking way before it was popular. And now finally, after five, six years, the software that I'm using for the practice is finally starting to integrate it. I said, no, I'm not doing it. I've got, I figured something out. It's not perfect, but guess what? It's working for me. So you're, I'm not touching that aspect now that you're doing it six years later kind of thing. Oh yeah. Like I had, we had a software for our bootcamp bookings. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it right now. It was a nightmare. It co- 
cost us so much money. We lost so much money in bookings because things didn't integrate properly in this, 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 this. And then the system we ended up using was so simple <laughs> when we ended up going with it. It was just like, you know, sometimes it, you don't need the complex things. You just need to understand the simple strategy of what you need and then go from there. And then you can always make things better. But like, I know a lot of clients too, and for me, like in fitness, or they're saying, you know, should I be incorporating things like mind body or all these things? I'm like, well, when you're first starting out the gates, do you really need to invest that much money and time and resources mm -hmm. into learning and incorporating the software? Like get bookings first, prove your concept yeah. works first, get clients first, and then we'll work on jazzing everything else up. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because if it was, I'd have another piece of advice, I would say bigger is not is not always better and keeping it simple streamlined there's there's eloquent eloquence into um elegance sorry <laughs> into uh simplicity and i think keeping it simple is is another great uh, piece of advice that i would give yeah because it can get really daunting it can get really really daunting as you're starting to you know you're because as a business owner you and i were chatting about this actually just earlier beforehand you know you you get into business because you love your craft. Like for you, you love being a chiropractor. For me, I loved, you know, teaching fitness and nutrition and, but you also have to fall in love with the business side of it. And this is where a lot of people, they, they want, they say they want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't want to dive in and fall in love with the business side and learning, you know, what's required, but also not getting too caught up in it. That's holding you back from doing your craft. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's finding a happy medium. And that's why I know you and I are both on the same page about people getting business coaches, people doing business group business coaching, learning fast track your growth in this area, because yeah. I felt like I spent, and this is one of my mistakes and I'm sorry, I'm jumping in on your interview, but this is one of my, one of, one of my mistakes. And I, I wish was that I wish I would have asked for help sooner. I was one of those people who was always like, I, I could teach myself and I would be on, because I'm so self-driven. I'd be on Google nonstop. I'd be reading articles. I'd be doing webinars. I'd be doing this, this, this. Now that I have a coach and I have a very focused, I'm like, I am moving things so much faster because I'm not getting, you know, the natural entrepreneur getting caught up by the bright, shiny object in the corner being like, Oh, wait a second. No, I, I want to learn about how to run evergreen webinars when I'm like, is that what I need to be focusing on right now? So I always give that advice to people is get a coach, get someone who's done it before and who's succeeding and get them to help you. So you don't have to teach yourself all this stuff. Oh yeah. It's uh Everyone needs a coach and some point in our life, it could be a business coach, it could be a spiritual coach, it could be a fitness coach, it could be yep. a coach. I've had coach since I've been out of chiropractic school uh, in pretty much all of those aspects. So yeah, coaches are, as you know, Laura, make us accountable to yep. do what, you, what we said uh, we set uh, to do. So that being said, we've talked about challenges and mistakes. So what would you say then has been your biggest accomplishment that you're the most proud of in your business? Oh, I guess the impact that the clinic or 
myself, the events that I've organized, uh, the book that I've written, how it has impacted people in my community, you know, brick and mortar being in, in Ottawa, uh, for sure, and also online. And it's hearing, you know, the, the feedback from people who have attended an event or, you know, whatever it is that the point of contact they might have had with, with me or something that I created that it's changed, <clears throat> excuse me, their, their lives because they were ready to hear that piece of advice at that specific time. And they just took it and ran with it. And, you know, their life has forever been changed. So I think it's those small moments that make me the, the, the proudest and just uh, fill, fill, they fill my cup and it just allows me to, to keep going. Oh, I love that. Because that's, at the end of the day, it's, you know, being in business for 21 years, being a business owner for 21 years, like, you have to love what you do to keep on, you know, do keep on going. And that's really, it always boils down to your clients, right? Like, that's something I find that it can get really easy to forget as you're in, you know, the midst of business building or business management. And there's all these things going wrong. But at the end of the day, there's a person on the other side of your product who needs what you have to offer. And I think too, like, you know, to, to close on is I've never been a bit big fan of work and life balance. No, me neither. I don't even believe in that. Yeah. So first of all, to me, a balance, if you imagine a scale, you know, the good old kind of left to right scale, a, a, if it's in balance, it's stagnant, it's not in movement. So I've recently changed uh, or found a word that I could, um, you know, uh, relate to and it's work and life integration. I'm like that. Oh, I like it. More sense to me. Um, I was at a woman event, and one of the speakers said that word, and I went, "Wow, this is the word that I was looking for." So to me, it's how to integrate what I do into my daily life, making it work, listening to, you know, a webinar, a podcast on my bike, on the treadmill, like, you know what I mean? So I'm not, um, you know, uh, set on trying to fit everyone's model of what is work-life balance uh, anymore. So to me, that just took a little bit of pressure off. And one of my mentor had put it that way. He was always talking about blurring the lines between um, work and play. I like that aspect also because it doesn't mean because it's work that it's not fun, especially for us people in the health industry who are business owner. We're doing it just because, I mean, if people ask us, why do we have such a, you know, such a drive? I don't even know someday why I have no, such me drive. Neither. I just I just have it. So blurring that line between work and play becomes really important. So that work-life integration just made so much sense to me when I heard it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> you're, honestly, you're, you're allowed. You're allowed. I stole it from somebody else that I've, <clears throat> that I've heard. And it's funny. Maybe I, she would have said it 20 years ago and I would have not even noticed that word. But now I'm like, okay, I like this. I like well, that's what you said when you're ready to hear it. When, it, when, you're, when you're ready to hear it, it like, and you do hear it, it makes that so much sense. It's like everything clicks. Because I know even, even for me, the one thing I, like, I could work you know, nonstop for 16 hours. Like I honestly could because I enjoy my work. That doesn't mean that it's like that every single day, but sometimes I can go so far down the rabbit hole of work that I forget there's other people in my life that I have to 
I have to, you know, because I do enjoy it. And for me, like you said, it fills my cup and it's, it's not just what I do. It's who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, like Fit Chicks and Fit Chicks Academy and my clients and my programs, like it's who I am. And it, for me, it's my creativity. Like I'm not a painter. I'm not a dancer. This is the create, this is the way Mm -hmm. I create in the world. And this is the way I express. So for like, it's interesting because I know for so long and you and I actually were just talking about this and I want you on again um, to talk about this <laughs> is about the whole idea of, you know, you were saying about dude marketing, but even this male, the still this male energy in business that you have to, you know, there's no emotion in business and you have to, you have to buckle up and, you know, there's such a feminine energy that I think now, especially with more female business owners, it's beautiful to see because we bring it from a different perspective and it's okay to work hard and love hard and have your family and have a podcast with your kid running through the background. Like people don't care that what they care about is the impact you're bringing. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think, I think we should do a whole episode on that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I shouldn't have even brought it up. Cause it's, it's something too, that I feel so strongly about. Cause yeah. you know, people like someone said to me once, like I was emotional about something. They're like, well, this is business. It's not emotional. I'm yeah. like, no, this, it, my business yeah. is who I am. It's my life. It is yeah. emotional. Yeah. So Laura, let's, let's put that in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Segment on this because yeah. And I think, you know, just to, to, to comment a little bit with this is that, we need the more heart center um, marketing to come in play because there's just too much noise out there. Uh, and I mean, we, we need more of that heart centered still, I, I say, you know, it, it can still be kick-ass, uh, you know, female entrepreneur that's, you know, doing amazing. But as women, we just, see things differently and there's ways to combine both and they do not have to be exclusive. Exactly. Exactly. So then say, say on that, we will book that podcast in (laughs) Staying on that too, though. Then what is your goal for your business over the next, let's just say even five years. So we don't want to say like the lifetime because it's very hard to predict that as technology and life changes, but in the next five years, what would be your goal that you want to achieve with your business, either online or in person? Or yeah. both? So every year I pick, um, one word or two words and I did not pick a new word this year because I was just still too in love with the the ones that I picked last year. So my words, and it's two just because it's two, but it's, um, it's impact, human impact. So to me, my goal is to have the biggest human impact I can possibly have being the best version of me. So oh, I, I don't know what it looks like. And it's funny because before I was like, okay, goals and da 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 da, you know, I needed to know exactly. And last couple of years, I always say high intention, low expectation. Not that I'm not looking at results and so forth, not that I'm not tracking and monitoring what I'm doing, but I am just putting a high intention out there because I don't know what it can look like. And I do not want to limit the vision of what I want, if it can be even bigger and better. So human impact is my, are my two words and I'm building the health hacker tribe and I'm not quite sure exactly what it looks like in five years. And I'm actually excited that I don't know what it looks like in five years because it's going to be fun to create, to manifest, to intend that to happen. 
Oh, that's so amazing. Like, this is why I love speaking to you because you speak my language. Like this is exactly, it's so funny. It's like the universe works in such crazy ways, but this yeah. is exactly what I just left a conference in, in the end of February talking about and thinking about because sometimes we go so internal trying to figure out the solution and uh, not internal into like our hearts, but internal in the sense of like, okay, what do I need to do? Analyze, analyze. Okay. Maybe I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. But really if you just turn it back to your clients, to your customers, to the impact you're having on the world, it will guide you as to what you're supposed to do. Like, I don't feel like my journey started in business and I don't feel like I chose to be an entrepreneur. I felt like it chose me in a sense. Mm -hmm. It was such a natural progression for me to get into fitness and to, to get into the things I'm doing. Like people are like, did you know you were always going to do this? I'm like, no, it just kind of like happened. But I also feel like for me personally, I end up being, I try to control. And as I get older, I can feel myself releasing that. So that I think that those words of advice were so perfect if not for anyone else listening, but for me right now in this moment, but that literally, I love that. Like you needed to hear that today, you know? Yeah. Because we're all, we're, if you try to control everything, you can't let the energy is transferable. Right. And if you're trying, you, you make it stop, you stop, you block that flow. And there's a lot of amazing stuff that happens once you, once you just kind of surrender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Amazing. Well, okay. So I know that we covered a lot today. And of course, I'm going to put links to everything on the blog, but where can people go to get more information about you and about your online programs and your in-person programs? Uh, I guess um, my website. So drnallybeauchamp.com. Nally is spelled with an H and Beauchamp is B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P.com. Awesome. And I will also be linking to all of this off of our website on fitchicksacademy.com. Um, and make sure too that we also have at Fitchicks Academy our free Facebook group, which is build your online fitness and nutrition business. So if you search that, I'll put a link on the page too, but you can also join in where we talk about business every week. And of course on Thursdays, we always have our business pro, uh, podcast with awesome guests like Dr. Natalie. So thank you so much for joining us today. We've all, I've learned a lot. I feel really inspired right now. <laughs> and I will definitely Definitely talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Laura. Much appreciate what you do and the impact that you're having in the world too, right? Oh, right back at you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.